Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today I'm here with Wendy. So Wendy's one of our Inspired Women community members. So I like totally geek out when my members become a podcast guest because I'm like, it's like I'm meeting you, not in person, but kind of. <laughs> yeah. So Wendy Iacobello, yes, uh, she spelled it out phonetically for me so that I could say it right. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much because it's, it's a fun last name. Mine used to be Despa before I got married, which was so nice because I actually had like a unique last name and now I'm Megan Hall. Like that is like, there's a hundred bazillion Megan Halls out there. So Wendy is an army wife and a beagle mom. She has spent the last nine years as an adult educator, has a bachelor of science degree in early childhood education. I always give everybody a clap for that because whew, I, I, people tell me you should just homeschool your kids. I'm like, nope, that's a hard, no, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. Mm -mm. I'm not qualified to do that. <laughs> and a master of arts in instructional technology. She is a blogger, freelance writer, instructional designer, and advisor to military spouses seeking career and educational assistance. In her free time, you can usually find her volunteering at the USO's story time, outdoors in the garden, running, or playing with her beagle puppy who is super cute, by the way. I get to see pictures all the time. I'm like, oh, I want a puppy. And my husband's like, no, we need a bigger house. We already have two cats. Uh, <laughs> Wendy is extremely passionate about helping others find their strength by sharing her experiences, insight, resources, and inspirational stories on her blog, Strength for Spouses. So if anybody wants to uh, check out Wendy and all of her things, they'll be linked up in the show notes, inspiredwomenpodcast.com. But we have a fun, I think it's a fun topic because it really needs to be talked about today. Wendy, do you want to share a little bit of your story with cyberbullying? Sure. And first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me on your show today. I feel like I'm in the presence of royalty because Aww. we have really connected online for quite some time. And so now we officially get to virtually meet. So that's really cool. Um, but about cyberbullying, it, it happened to me in last December. And I had written a post and a lot of military spouse bloggers have said, you know, there's going to be a time where you write something and people aren't going to like it. It's not going to be well received. And my post was very well received in the military spouse community. <laughs> but um, there's a group of trolls who go through a lot of military spouse communities on Facebook and they look for things to make fun of people about. So they took a post that I wrote titled 10 things I have learned in my first two years as a military spouse. They took that, they plastered it in their group. They actually emailed me and told me that they were going to be humiliating me in their group. And I tried to email them back and they gave a fake email. And, and I was like, what do they mean they're going to be humiliating me in their group? Um, so I looked it up and I was absolutely, absolutely appalled at the things that people were saying about that post I had written because I had started my blog to help military spouses that are going through different things. And especially the acclimation of this life is not easy when you become a military spouse. And that's really what my post was about. The things that I have learned that I wanted to pass on to other people to hopefully help them. And, and they just picked it apart. It, it, it was unbelievable. And I guess the, the other thing 
that I had noticed on this group is that they had license tags of military spouse vehicles making fun of military spouses who have um, different bumper stickers or whatnot on their car to show their pride for their husbands. And, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, that's a safety issue when you yeah. put plaster someone's license tag on, on a forum like that. So, so um, I did a lot of uh, reporting of those sorts of things, not just my post, but other ones on behalf of other military spouses and nothing was done about it. Nothing was done about it. It said it did not violate um, standards, which I disagree with. <laughs> and, and um, you know, it really just lit the fire in me, not just for the things that they said about me that were totally awful and, and not even true in the slightest. Um, you know, it, it really just, it was very hurtful. And, and I wanted to take up for myself and, and the military spouse community at large because no one knows what people are going through behind the scenes. And, and when someone is cyberbullied like that, you really don't know how they're going to handle it. And you don't know if that's pretty much the icing on the cake for other things that they may be going through. Um, so I want to make that point for sure about it. I love that you said that I was actually cyber bullied by a military spouse. Um, it was when I was going through like a really rough time met mentally and it was actually right before my suicide attempt five years ago. Yeah. And I, I was posting on Facebook kind of as a cry for help, right? I needed, I needed mm -hmm. support. I need this. And, and one of the spouses on my husband's boat, I can't even remember what she commented. All I know is she pretty much tore me apart, called me an alcoholic, said that, I need to stop posting these um, posts, trying to get attention, all this stuff. Didn't end there though, because then like after like after like on her comment of other oh. spouses from our boat. So I'm literally laying in my living room crying, like oh didn't know what to do, like didn't know what to say. I'd already been not cyber bullied, but I'd already been bullied by some of the spouses on this boat. Like I had already dealt with a lot of that and I was just heartbroken. Like I needed help. Like I really wanted, the reason I kept posting the things I did is I just wanted somebody to say, Hey, are you okay? Do you need help? Like, can I be there for you? But they didn't. So I love how you pointed out that you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know what might be uh, happening with somebody and your comment or your post, like bullying somebody might be what pushes them over the edge. Right. Um, that's why I try to be very careful with what I say. I still say what I, f I feel like I'm very authentic in that manner, but I try not to attack somebody's character. Right. Because yeah. you just, you just never know. So mm -hmm. how did, how did you feel afterwards? What, what, what were the kind of feelings that were coming up after this happened? Well, I found out through further research that this group um, is made up of military spouses. <laughs> that does not surprise me. <laughs> and active duty service members. And I just thought to myself, are you kidding me? How is this even possible for them to get away with having this large of a, I call it a hate group because I think it mm -hmm. is. Um, you know, I was really disgusted. I was almost sick in the pit of my stomach because, you know, I have not experienced something from the military community like that. I have experienced, um, you know, military spouses collaborating, coming together, never anything like that and not anything I ever expected. And, you know, at the, po at the point that this happened, I was feeling pretty strong and I was feeling pretty confident in myself 
And I just kept repeating to myself that these people, they don't know me. They're Mm -hmm. saying things that are far from the truth because they don't know me and they're judging me based upon their own, maybe negative experiences with the military or with military spouses or whatever. And I just kept reminding myself of that because further earlier in that year, when this happened, I was at some pretty low points. And Mm -hmm. so had this had happened, maybe a month, two, three, four, five months earlier, that could have been the thing that pushed me over the edge because I had just been through child loss. I've been through a pet loss all within three months last year. And by the end of the year, I was starting to kind of gain my strength back as a person from all of that. And, um, and then this happened. And so that's kind of where I was just not letting it pull me down because I think that's what bullies really strive to do. They strive to pull you down and make you weak. And if you don't allow that to happen, then they do not win. Yes. And I agree. And considering they reached out to you about this and announced what they were going to do, they absolutely were trying to get some kicks with their trolling. Like they were absolutely trying to get your attention with this. This is, this is not like this is covert. Like, um, not that it's okay to joke around with your girlfriends about people or make fun of people with your girlfriends. Um, sometimes we do it out of like we're frustration, right? I've definitely had those times with my girlfriends where I'm just so freaking frustrated with people that I'm just like going off and they're my mm-hmm. sounding board. Um, but that's a lot different than what these people are doing. And I like how you brought up like sharing tags and stuff like that. That's the reason I don't have any military pride stuff on my vehicle. It's not because it'd be shared in a group, but it's a security thing. Like, I don't want somebody to see that and then like take a picture or like follow me back home because they know my husband's in the military. I mean, even though it's, it's public knowledge, obviously I talk about it on the podcast all the time, but I, I like how you brought up, like you're just feeding into them. Like if you get angry and you start like, you know, having this retort to them, like you're just feeding the fire. Like these people want you to react to what they're saying. Like they want you to get angry and get upset because that's just more fuel for them to laugh about it. And all, all this poor little military spouse is getting butt hurt because we didn't like her article. You could have just mm-hmm. not read the article or you could just moved on. Like I read shit all the time. I don't like, and I just move on with that. And so I love how that you brought that up. And afterwards, you wrote another article about cyberbullying, didn't you? I did. I wrote an article for Military One Click. And what really prompted that, I was already fired up from this experience. And then not even a couple of months later, a female soldier committed suicide from being cyberbullied online by military spouses. And I just thought to myself, no. You know, because when this happened to me, all I kept thinking was, you know, what if this was the breaking point for someone? What if this was the thing that pushed someone over the edge? And then it happened. And I just thought, what can I do so that this doesn't hurt other people? Most especially anybody, but especially in this military community that military spouses need so much support sometimes and to be torn down like that. And this was actually a female soldier. And after that, I just thought, yes, I'll write an article. I'm, I'm going to push forward with something to fight back, but I'm not going to fight fire with fire because that's not the way to win this professionally and in a dignified way. So, um, so I wrote that article. I also wrote something on my blog um, that talks about um, the word that all military spouses loathe, <laughs> which is a D word, which I hate <laughs> to no end. I hate that word. And that was a word that those bullies um, were 
calling me. And I just thought, wow, they really don't know me, do they? Um, because that's far from, from who I am and, and my husband and I's relationship and, and how it's always been. But, um, but the way to fight back, that is when I really um, started thinking and, and I had some projects coming up in graduate school. And that's really when hashtag more than a male spouse was born for me. And I thought, you know, the only way to fight bullies in a professional way, and this is coming from my educate, education background and, and being a teacher, I just think, you know what? They don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Um, having a teacher background, I want to educate others about what the face of today's military spouse truly is. And I look at those bullies and that whole hate group as a miseducation, as you're basing opinions on your own negative experiences. You're not basing your opinion on the knowledge and the great things that are out there. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to educate and, and spread this um, campaign around to show people how amazing military spouses are and that they are far from those negative things that, that are going around in some of those circles. Yeah, I like how you um, share that it's their experiences because I always say every group of people has like those like mean girls, right? Every, mm -hmm. every group of people does. It doesn't, it's not just military or civilian or anything like that. Every group has those group of mean girls that are like that. I've experienced it on the civilian side. I've experienced it on the military side. Cause I mean, I didn't marry my husband until I was 24. So I had mm -hmm. quite an experience as an adult uh, on the civilian side. And I, and I dealt with that. So we're all going to come across. The problem is, is like, they, they seem to like be magnets for each other. <laughs> so when you come across, it's not one or two mean girls you come across. It's like this whole group of like this herd of military spouses who are freaking mean. Um, mm -hmm. And they just, I don't know if it is because they were, we, I have many theories. One, maybe they were, you know, as, as kids, they were picked on. And so now they, they're hurt people hurting people. Maybe mm -hmm. they've had really bad experiences with uh, military spouses. So they just assume all military spouses are like that, which is kind of flawed thinking considering they, before they started cyberbullying, were not like that. So, you know, mm -hmm. now you're just becoming the thing you really hate. And so instead of looking out and finding all those amazing spouses. So when I went through my, um, my cyberbullying and my bullying that I dealt with, um, you know, back in, what was it, 2013, 2014 timeframe, is it, I kind of brought it on myself a little bit because I, when these mean women would talk about the other women on the boat, I didn't always participate, but I would sit by and not say anything because I just wanted to be accepted, um, which ended up biting me in the ass later on, obviously. And when it comes, comes to that, like they're not, they're not always just really mean people. I think a lot of times is they, they want to fit in so badly that they're going to find different ways to fit in. And like with this group you're talking about, now they have a group of people who they belong to, right? Everybody agrees and is doing the same thing. So you feel like you belong, even though it's kind of like a place you really don't want to belong at the same time. So I like how you brought that up, but you said something about the D word. Now people mm -hmm. listening may not know what the D word is. They may be thinking of a different D word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so tell us what the D word is and explain what that means to you. It's a, it's a military spouse stereotype for anybody who does not, is not military affiliated. Okay. Well, the D word is dependa. 
And I look at that word as a word of uns or a word of nots, because mm -hmm. what it means is very negative connotations about military spouses, such as not educated, not physically fit, not ambitious. Um, and you can just keep on going to a bunch of not things. And that's what it means. It's very demeaning. And when you put that word on somebody who is their own person, who has always had their own career, I owned my own house before I met my husband. He's mm -hmm. probably like, wow, I hit the jackpot here. <laughs> Come to find out later, he really didn't. <laughs> because when you have a lot of things, you also have a lot of debt. But anyway, um, you know, that word means not, not of a lot of things. And, and it's very offensive. And I really wish we could just simply erase it from explaining any military spouse, because all it does is tear them down. And, and I think we should really be building each other up in this community um, a lot of military spouses get picked on for asking questions online and sometimes mm -hmm. an online forum, like, like you had explained happened to you. Sometimes an online forum is the only place for a military spouse to ask questions or cry for help because they're in a place where they don't know anyone. They, their spouse may have just gotten employed or something. They're alone. They might have children. You just don't know what's going on. And sometimes that forum and that place to ask that question, they assume is a safe place. And then you have trolls who look for things like that to make fun of people. And, and I look at it like, you know, we were all the newbie military spouse with yes. a lot of questions and a lot of fears and, and things like that. And what we should be trying to do more in this community is simply lend that helping hand, that listening ear. You know, if somebody asks something or violates OPSEC, you know, educate them. You don't yeah. know what you don't know. There is not a lot of education on acclimating to this lifestyle. You kind of find out trial and error. Or unless somebody just takes your hand and pulls you aside and says, hey, how are you doing today? Do you need mm -hmm. anything? Or, hey, I want to let you know about this, you know. Um, watch what you say about blah, blah, blah. Um, I just think that we should be doing more of that instead of just automatically attacking someone for what they said or what they asked and, and just, you know, try to get to the root of it and be helpful. Yeah. And it can be done via private, private message, right? I had to do this to a girl on Twitter who, because I share military spouse tips every now and then, or every couple of days, every other day on Twitter, she reached out to me and she's like, Hey, I'm engaged to somebody in the Marine Corps, blah, blah. And she gave me a lot of information. Now, none of it was directly OPSEC violation. And she even said like, my dad was in the military. So I know what OPSEC is. I said, the problem is, is all these little pieces fit into one giant picture and all the pieces you just gave me, although not all directly OPSEC violations, I now know way more about what your spouse, like what your significant other does than I really should know. And if I was a bad person, I could put all those pieces together and use it in a really bad way. Um, so like it, it doesn't take a lot of, a lot of thought, but I didn't, I did. I, it was a private message that we talked about. Like I try to remember being that new spouse and saying stuff. And I, um, I remember trying to be a know-it-all because um, the second boat I was on, uh, both of them were, uh, my husband's been on four boats now. His first one I wasn't around for, but the um, the second and third one and fourth one now I have been around. Well, the second one was a PC, which is a pre-commissioning unit. That's the boat being built. And so the third one also was a PCU. And I thought, because I've already been on one PCU and I know a lot, that during one of the meetings I spoke up about it and apparently I 
offended quite a few people because they thought I was trying to be a know-it-all and I was trying to, you know, instead of the better thing may have just been to like take them aside and say, hey, this is normal. Like because of the work schedule, there were a lot of them complaining about the work schedule. I'm like, this is completely normal. It's actually going to last a long time. So you might as well buckle up. I didn't say might as well buckle up, but that was my thought. And I probably should have just taken them, taken the woman aside and been like, hey, just so you know, like this, you should be prepared. This is not going away anytime soon. And there's going to be really long hours. So I thought I was trying to be helpful, but instead I ended up being hurtful (laughs) in that process. So sometimes we need to be really careful about how we say things and not just attack somebody because they're lacking of knowledge and what they might say it's we can be educational and helpful to um to somebody who doesn't know everything but in a way that is kinder and more like uh, let me hold your hand versus let me across slap you across the face sort of thing mm-hmm. yes and and i think you know the world in general needs more of that these days not just in the military spouse community but but everywhere we just we need to be more mindful of how we say things what we mm-hmm. say and, and simply we need to help others who are maybe in a situation that we found ourselves in before and remember what it was like to be new or to be um, the new kid on the block and things like that. Because I know cyberbullying happens in all groups of people. And it's, it's more prevalent these days because of the influx of social media and mm-hmm. everything. And again, in the military spouse community, you know, those online forums may be the only communication they have because I'm here at Fort Bragg and I can tell you it was not easy meeting and finding friends here. It's a huge place. Yeah. And you know, depending on what your schedule is and everything, it's not always easy to meet people. So sometimes online forums is where military spouses have to go. And yeah. we need to remember that. I live near Norfolk Naval base, which is the largest Naval base in the entire world. And add to that that there's probably like six or seven additional bases that are Army, Navy, Marines, all, all walks of life here, Air Force too, that it is insane the amount of people that live here. And it can be really hard, especially if you want to meet people outside of your um, spouses in the Navy, we call them commands outside the command or unit. I know Army use, uses unit, um, you know, outside of that, because you don't always want to be friends with all the people there because then they're you're they're going through the same thing you are you kind of want to have people that aren't going through the same thing you are so you can talk to them like a neutral third party and they can give you feedback and i found a lot of my friends in that are military spouses actually in the entrepreneurial world because i mean as military spouses it can be difficult to find career opportunities especially if you're moving around a lot um, so entrepreneur, or being an entrepreneur um, seems to be the, the way to go if you have those skills to do it. And so that's how I found a lot of mine. And, and once I found those ladies, I realized like, oh, wow, there's actually like some really cool women in the military spouse world. Like there are women who are driven and they're educated and they're fun and they're caring and they're loving. And when I was a stay-at-home mom, I remember... I lived near two um, women who were in the military. Remember we were all hanging out one time and they brought up the dependa word and they were like joking around about how I was a or dependa because I was a stay at home mom and stuff like this. And I, I was like, no, I, I do, I do things like I take care of everything for my husband so he can work and he doesn't have to worry about it. And I was so upset and like so mm-hmm. offended. And then they made me feel like 
I shouldn't ask for anything. I shouldn't want to do anything because that's just being a dependa because I want to actually go and do things. And I'm just using my husband's money. And I was just like, that's not, that's not how that works. Like I'm not some lazy blob on the couch. That's not doing anything. I'm raising four children. Like I'm volunteering my ass off at that time. Like all of these things where I, it just hurt me really bad that they said that. And that was in person. So it's not even just like cyberbullying. It can be in-person yeah. bullying. That's just as painful, actually more painful because people have the balls to tell you it to your face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, women who decide to stay home with children mm-hmm. should not be punished for that. I mean, you know, everybody at one time in their life takes a break or takes some time to do other things that are more important. Daycare is um, expensive too. I have four kids. <laughs> yes, it's very expensive. And people forget about those things and they don't see the spouses that are volunteering doing all these other things in addition to taking care of their children, running the household. It is hard when your spouse leaves and everything that's going to break breaks. The Murphy's Law happens every time. And it's, it's really hard when you're away from family and your friend network that you may have set up somewhere else. You're in a new place. You don't know <laughs> who to contact and things go wrong as soon as they leave. That's been yeah. my experience. And, um, you know, people just don't realize what this life is truly like, and they need to give military spouses a little bit more credit for, for the many things that we do and, and handle. So how would you say after experiencing this, how could somebody go about preventing being a cyber bully? Like, what are some things that you have learned? Well, I know I have some suggestions. Um, if someone feels like they're being cyberbullied, the yeah, first absolutely. thing I, I would do is contact the administrator of that page. If you're in some sort of a group and you feel like cyberbullying has occurred, if it hasn't happened to you, but you think it's happening to someone else and you happen to read a post and you're like, I'm not okay with that. Mm-hmm. Speak up for them because sometimes people can't speak up for themselves. So be the, be the voice for others, be the voice for yourself contact the Facebook administrator of that group and, and report it. And if, if you don't get anywhere there, do the Facebook reporting. If you don't get anywhere there, keep going up the chain. That's exactly what I did. I did not contact the administrator of that group because I really didn't want to get into any kind of um, conversation because I was very upset. <laughs> and they're responsible for it anyways. Like if they're right. the ones posting. So what's yeah. that going to do? You know, um, but, you know, I would just work your way up the chain. I've done some writing about it, some advocating about it. Um, you know, you really have to be careful in social media, what you say, what you do, what you ask. But at the same time, you know, don't ever feel cornered. Don't ever feel cornered somewhere. And that's why I say be the voice for others as well as yourself, because you never know what your voice, how your voice can save someone else that day. Um, and, it, you know, when, when, I see things go the wrong way with cyberbullying. It it hurts my heart very bad because um, I just think to myself, just why? Why do people have to be so mean like that? And um, the the point of the matter is, is that bullies don't have compassion. They don't have compassion. Something's missing there. Um, They get their high by tearing others down. That's a very unhealthy way to live your life. I think it leads to a very negative and unfulfilling life because it feels so much better in your heart and your soul when you help other people and cyber bullies are doing nothing but trying to make the world very negative and, and they're trying to hurt you. So don't, what I say to you for yourself, besides being a voice is, is be strong, stand up against it and, and do not let it tear you down because then they win. 
Um, and I think, you know, people just, people just need to um, realize that another way to fight cyberbullying and cyberbullying stems a lot of times from stereotypes mm -hmm. and stereotypes exist in all kinds of different groups in the world. And, and how do you beat a stereotype? You beat it through education. You beat it through um, showing the good of, of every group. You, you do it by um, spreading that good energy. And that's how you beat stereotypes in every group, I believe. And that's, that's what I'm on a mission to do is to, to spread the good news about military spouses and outweigh all those negative things that are said out there. Yeah, I like to say hurt people hurt people. And I think when it comes to cyberbullying, something, whatever it is that we posted somehow triggered them. And that's not on us. That's on them. That's completely, it's completely cyberbullying is all about the person that's doing it and not about the person they're attacking. And I actually had a uh, coach, a male coach, uh, life coach or whatever kind of coach he is attack me on Instagram a couple months ago because he thought my post on Instagram was completely wrong. And you know what felt his voice needed to be heard. And I was just like, you could have just scrolled on past. Like there was no reason for you to stop, but because somewhere in him, he's hurting. Um, he felt the need to hurt me too. And I feel like that a lot of times with cyberbullying, like the women who cyberbullied me, um, or the woman's particular that I can think of that cyberbullied me on my husband's, you know, one boat was, I know that she was just an unhappy human being. Like she was mm -hmm. going through her own, um, her own shit and in the process like we we've we figure out ways to cope i put that in quotation marks and we can see that cope uh with our feelings and sometimes they're in unhealthy ways and so that coping could perhaps be um be cyberbullying because we feel like we're getting a little bit of that hurt off of us right like mm -hmm. uh, and, and it and it happens like that so for me, I try to come from a place of, and it's hard sometimes, of empathy and compassion for these people. Like, how miserable do you have to be to, to do this to somebody else? Like, how miserable of a human being do you have to be to attack somebody else? Like, I mean, as a public figure, even though I'm not like a huge public figure, I've been attacked online multiple times. And I try to remember that whatever's going on in their life must be that really shitty that mm -hmm. they feel the need to attack me. Like they must have a, like those military spouses and veterans and stuff that were attacking your, like your, your blog post was positive. Like it was inspirational. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why are they attacking it? Probably because they didn't have this kind of experiences themselves. So they feel the need to pick on somebody who has, you know, it hurt them a little bit somewhere inside of them. Like they, they wish they had those and they didn't. So they felt the need to attack you too. Yeah. And I, I just think, you know, since when did we forget about the golden rule that we all learned when we were children? If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. That was the golden rule. It was drilled into my head when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, it, that was drilled into our heads. And, and I just thought, you know, since when do we not live by that? since when do we feel like our voice is so important? We have to use our voice to hurt other people. You know, you're supposed to use your voice and your skills in this world to help the world and to help other people, not to hurt them and tear them down because that's, 
that's not doing good to anybody. It's, it's horrible for you. And it's even more horrible for the person that's, you know, getting the lash out of your bullying. But, um, but I just think, you know, people have forgotten, truly forgotten the golden rule to live by. I agree. I agree. And I think that all the time when I see stuff on social media, I'm like, when did we become this society of little meanie heads that feel like our voice is more important than the voice of others, that we are always right and everybody else is always wrong. And I always try to come from a place that I don't know everything, right? There's so much out there that I need to, to, to know and learn that I can't possibly tell somebody that you are wrong and I am right because I don't know, but I can say I don't agree with that. And here's the reasons why. Um, my girlfriend and I went to camping this past weekend and we both disagreed on Roseanne Barr making that tweet. I don't know if you saw it. Um, yes. For anybody who didn't see it, see it, she made like a tweet about a woman of color that said she is a cross between the Muslim Brotherhood and a um, and the Planet of the Apes or something like that. It was very race, racist and offensive. And she mm -hmm. ended up getting her show removed from ABC because of it. And my mm -hmm. friend disagreed that she should have had her show removed. Well, I agreed with ABC's, um, ABC doing that. Mm -hmm. We had a, this wonderful conversation about where she was coming from and where I was coming from. And basically like, where's the line, right? When does right. it stop? Where, where, where's the line where we're, we're going to be punished for what we say. Um, mm -hmm. and I, you know, simply said as a private organization, if you have certain criteria, like, and they're well-known criteria, maybe I assume with ABC, it's probably on their contract that that's the criteria, then you have to deal with the consequences of breaking that criteria. You took that job, so you have to deal with it. Right. Um, that, that's where I was coming from and she was coming from, you know, where is that, that line? When, when, when do we stop drawing the line in the sand? You know, mm -hmm. how much can people take from us from what we say? Like could, um, you know, could I be sued for what I say on my podcast? This sort of thing. So it was really enlightening on both sides because we were able to discuss our feelings, even though we disagreed. And, there was no animosity. There was no hate. There was no like, I'm right. right. You're wrong. It was a great conversation. And I feel like we lack that nowadays. Yes, we do. We most certainly do. And I think, you know, that example of Roseanne Barr is a good example that that was cyberbullying through Twitter, yeah. basically because a cyberbully aims to humiliate you, um, to tear you down and making comments like that, um, about anybody is set out to hurt them and tear them down. And, and that's what cyberbullying is all about. And I think it's great that you and your friend could have a conversation about those things and agree to disagree in a professional way. And that, that's where we need to get back to those places where we're not, part of our argument is not name calling each other. Part of our argument is here's how I feel about it. Here's why. Maybe because of my experience in life or whatever. And then someone else can come in and give their opinion without it getting to that hurtful, hateful place. I would say we can disagree without attacking somebody's character, right? I can mm -hmm. say that I don't agree with some of or most of the tweets that President Trump has sent out um, because I feel like his Twitter privileges should be revoked. He just doesn't have a filter. Um, and as the President of the United States, I feel like you need to present yourself in a certain way. So that's how I feel. But that's I can say that and I'm not attacking his character. Now, if I was to say, you know, he's a piece of shit and, you know, 
Um, he, uh, he looks like a Cheeto. <laughs> yeah. When you, you start saying those things, you're, attack you're, him, you're taking you know. it, you're taking it too far. And yeah. since when do we have to take things that far? No, How we can, we cannot have our opinions in a professional way. Exactly. We could simply say, I don't agree with you. These are the reasons why versus saying you're an awful person. How dare you do this? Like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I saw this, um, with, I saw this, it's always politically, um, charge, but I saw this with a conversation online. My sister and I were having under one of her posts about gun, um, about gun reform. And I simply said, I think that every, every state should have the same gun laws across the board. I didn't say what they were. I didn't say anything. I just said, I feel like it needs to be even. If you go from New York to Florida, they should have the same gun laws. Like this is the United States. It should be even. My uncle who, um, lives in New York and mind you, New York has one of the strictest gun laws in the nation um, <laughs> hopped under there and like tore me apart about it. How I was being this uh, liberal snowflake and all these things like calling me all these names about it. And I was just like, Whoa, like if you don't agree with what I'm saying, that's fine. But for you to like attack me and attack others who think like me, that's mm -hmm. going too far. Like we mm -hmm. can have those, we can have those conversations and agree, agree to disagree. I mean, isn't that why we have, you know, all these people that represent us in the, the government is so that they can, they can take all their opposing opinions and come to, you know, a conclusion, like come to, to be able to, uh, to agree and dis to disagree on certain things. Mm -hmm. But I feel like as adults, we've lost that. And instead, just because somebody isn't like us, or um, they don't agree with us, or they have different opinions than us, or they say something we don't like that we feel like we got to attack them and bully them like you experienced like whatever they didn't agree with on your article that didn't give them the right to attack your article like they could simply have said you know I don't agree with these points like I didn't have that experience and that would be fine but to to humil to humiliate you and to attack you in that wet manner is that's just going too far like you know that's mm -hmm. the line when you when you start attacking somebody like their character because of whatever they said or or did that's, that's gone too far. Right. And, and we need to learn, and this is something they teach in, you know, that you need to carry on in all of your relationships in life is that you have to fight fair. And they really say mm -hmm. this about marriages, but I think it goes for all relationships in life. You have to fight fair. You can't start bringing insults in when you're having an argument about something. You cannot mm -hmm. be bringing in, you know, past things that have happened when you're arguing with your spouse and, and that's relationship 101 you have to fight fair and you have to you know you cannot bring insults in that ruins relationships that ruins relationships those insults and when things get to a place of, of bullying and and damaging someone's character their looks anything about them um, that that's taking it too far and I think if, if people will just fight more fair I didn't fight this fire with fire I, I'm fighting it in a different way to keep my dignity and professionalism and to show them just who I am in a, in a different way. That's, that's not the way they do things, the, this bullying group. And um, I encourage other people who feel like they're being cyberbullied to, to stand up in a professional way. Don't start attacking someone else because they attack you um, go a different way about it. You're, you're going to win when you do that. And the funny thing is, is this group, you know, the way they were attacking me in the post I had written, um, 
they brought record numbers of people to my blog that month, <laughs> record numbers. So I actually won and I, I, I definitely think karma's a biatch because I, I still won in that situation, even though they tried to tear me down. And if you play fairly like I did, you're going to win too. Yeah. You can't fight hate with hate. That just doesn't work because it just fuels the fire more, right? If you fight somebody's hate with more hate, it's just going to fuel them, but it disarms them when you fight it, you know, by being kind and, and being compassionate and saying, you know what? I'm sorry that you feel that way. And I'm sorry that whatever's going on with you makes you feel like you need to attack me. And mm -hmm. I hope that you can find peace with what you do. Peace out, Girl Scout. I'm gone. People are just like, wow, I don't even know what to do right now. Just like, mm -hmm. um, you know, when you get into like those Facebook conversations, like I was mentioning earlier, and you aren't reacting to them and calling them names in return. And you're just simply saying like, this is my opinion. And this is how I feel about it. They sputter out. Like they sputter out. Like mm -hmm. they don't have much to say if you keep repeating, like, this is just how I feel. And I'm sorry that you disagree. Perhaps that if we had this conversation in person, we could come to some kind of like, you know, conclusion together that we both agree upon. My husband and I both have very diverse, sometimes very opposite opinions about things. And we can have conversations about those opinions. And sometimes we come to like a middle ground where we can both agree on something. And sometimes we're just, no, sorry, we're going to agree to disagree because we don't agree upon this thing. And we don't attack each other. We have really good conversations. And I love it because I think it, when we have those open conversations and we're not attacking other people, we can learn something about mm -hmm. them or the world or something we don't know versus like when we just fight hate with hate, we're closing ourselves off and we're not allowing that opportunity to grow and learn and perhaps have some empathy for another human being and say, you know, I'm sorry that your husband walked out on you two days ago. And that's why you're attacking me online because you're very unhappy. And my post about whatever just really triggered you. And I wish I could, how can I help you? What could I do for you? I'm not saying you should always reach out to your bullies and say, how can I help you? But having, you know, not uh, hating on them might give you the opportunity to learn a little something along the way. Yeah. And I, I definitely think report it. Mm -hmm. Go up the chain, report it to the Facebook group admin, admin or admins. If you don't get where you need to go there, report it to Facebook. If you don't get to where you need to go there, I would definitely consider not being in a group like that, first of all, mm -hmm. and try to find positive groups of women, just like yours, Megan, as a very positive group of women where you feel very comfortable being yourself. You don't feel like you're going to get attacked. You feel like you're in a real safe place. So I think that's another thing is making sure you're in a group that you feel like is a safe place um, before you ask some of those questions and things like that. And, and I would definitely consider it. I actually sent out a survey to a bunch of military spouse groups asking who has been cyberbullied. Did you report it? And, and it was astounding to see the numbers that did not report anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is the biggest way to first fight back is to report it. And, and deal with it that way. But also to just um, know who you are. You know who you are. Don't let anybody tell you tear you down and tell you differently who you are. You know how great you are. Other people, they're judging you based on something you wrote, the way you look, other things. Don't listen to that. What matters to me in the end is how I feel about myself and how my husband feels about me because that is our little unit. That's our family unit. And that's what is the most important. 
I love how you said that. I absolutely agree. And thank you for mentioning the community. It is, I try to make it such a, a beautiful place for women to come and just feel accepted and not judged and, and or anything like that. And, and trust me, I'm very diligent. If at any point in time, I feel like anything nasty is going down, I've given people the boot. Uh, I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm not even going to deal with that. So uh, Wendy, we have come to the end of our time today. If there's one thing that you could leave the Inspired Women audience with, what would you want them to know? I would want them to know to um, always feel comfortable and confident in who you are. Uh, we are all on different journeys. We are all in a different place in our lives. And never be ashamed or afraid of what that journey is and who you are and where you're going. Um, that is the best way to get through any of these terrible things that could happen is to just remain confident in you and who you are. I love that. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspired Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.